0: Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life.
1: Welcome everyone. I'm excited to spend some time with you today. Today's session is all about thriving financially. I have two wonderful guests who have the um, company One Creative Financial, Lisa and Jim Burns, and we'll be speaking with them, spending some time with them, demystifying uh, financial myths and getting us all smarter. But before we jump to our guest, Muge, I just want to touch base with you, my my partner here and friend. Uh, from the last episode that we connected on, have you had any learnings, inspirations from the last week that you'd like to share with our listeners? Absolutely.
2: I, I couldn't wait for you to ask me that question. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, so here, here, is, here is one, it's a quick one, but it just hit me unexpectedly. Um, so last night I participated for the first time at Trivia Night at our local uh, brewery place, uh, which was in and of itself intimidating. I made it clear in the beginning to the group that I will not be contributing to the content most likely, but I am there for the group company, um, food and beverages. Um, so the whole experience was fantastic. I actually got the answer to one question and the group appreciated that um but the here is where the inspiration came in um one of the uh, daughters um, of our close friend was there she's nine years old and we are chatting and i said um i said eva i just love sparkle i like sparkle somewhere like in my hair on my shoes yes i like to sparkle inside out but a little outside sparkle wouldn't be bad either and and i'm thinking getting a pair of shoes with sparkle but i'm wondering like you know how will that go And she says, just get it, don't hesitate, go for it. Um, And it really stayed with me and and made me think, if you really want to do something that inspires you, that brings you joy, just go for it. Don't ask people around, don't get second, third opinions. If it feels right for you in your gut, just go for it. Get that spark, get that joy. So today I'm thankful for my nine-year-old friend, Eva, who inspired me unexpectedly. (laughs)
1: That's an awesome story and it sounds like she's already on the right path right in life that she's just like just go for it (laughs)
2: Yeah, don't hesitate. What are you waiting for? Go for it?
1: (laughs) Well, that's awesome. That's awesome Well, i've been thinking since our last session a little bit about mother's day coming up and Also, I just came across the stat which was a little bit mind-blowing um first you know, the odds of just being here and being born are one in four hundred trillion. So you think about that for all of us who have just made it to the planet, <laughs> we we are um a gift of life and just uh, here, it's just it's just phenomenal. And you go through the there was a stat a mathematician who came up with this. Um, this logic, and he said, "Hey, your parents, even if they lived in the same town, had a one in twenty thousand chance of meeting. From there, they had a one in two thousand chance of dating. And then, when you get to all of the, hey, does the relationship last? Do you have the right conditions for a, you know, a successful pregnancy? And is the child born? Wow, you have a one in four hundred trillion chance. And when I've been thinking about." you know, Mother's Day coming and our guests are, um, also from Philadelphia, which is my hometown. I think about the, the women in my generation who took some crazy risk. Like my, my grandmother, my great grandmother came with my grandfather who was one of eight boys. She brought her, um, one son to Philadelphia on a boat with $25 and what courage she left her seven boys behind with, you know, relatives trying to, you know, build a new life. And, you know, I think about my own mom who made many, many, many sacrifices raising four girls. And I'm just thankful and wanted to just, um, mention that and sort of put the, the bug in everyone's ear with mother's day coming to reach out and, you know, thank those that, um, you know, gave you a wonderful life, whether it was your natural born mother or someone who um, who was the mother figure in your in your world. Uh, Just let them know how much you appreciate them.
2: That's incredible. Uh, We always like to think uh, life is precious uh, Mm -hmm. and every second counts, but uh, the specific uh, quantification of numbers you gave, it is astounding. Um, Thank you for sharing. That is really special. We cannot waste a minute.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so now that we've beat the odds and we're here on the planet. (laughs) I know, not to mention on this podcast together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We want to make sure that our listeners also beat the financial odds with good information and good advice. So I'm really, really excited to have uh, Lisa and Jim Burns on, who are um, just uh, wonderful partners in life and in business. So Lisa, let's go to you and tell us a little bit about your background and um, how this all came to be.
3: Sure. Well, first of all, Christina Mugay, Muge, thank you so much for having Jim and I. We're delighted to be here. <clears throat> we love the podcast. I think what you two are doing is spot on and so needed right now. Um, I've chuckled along with you so and just <laughs> delighted that we actually are actually part of it. So thank you. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Um, I- I'll give Our a, pleasure. <laughs> uh, I'll give a quick background on Jim and I, because we're sort of a unique situation um, as far as financial services and financial planning goes. You usually don't see a, a, a husband and wife team together. Uh, it's a very, very male dominated industry. So having a team like us is a little bit of a unique situation. So I I'd like to sort of give people the background of kind of how we came to be. Um, Jim and I are both from the Philadelphia suburbs and we live in uh, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. Jim's actually from Delaware County and I'm from Montgomery County. And and if you know the area, which I know Christine does, it's like two planets. Like it's not very far, but it's very different. (laughs) So uh, we have four four children. Our oldest graduated uh, in 2021 from Westchester and is in marketing, Yahoo! Uh, our second oldest is going to graduate on Saturday, actually, from Quinstown University. She is a psychology major and is pursuing uh, her master's degree. So nice. that's exciting. And then our last two, where we have 14 year old twin boys who are finishing up middle school and getting ready to go on to high school, which is crazy. So
1: <laughs> it's a <they> blank. Keep,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. But they keep us really young. So. <laughs> Jim, I'll just give a quick background on us. Jim is a graduate from Penn State. He graduated in 1993 with a communications degree and came out of Penn State and started working day one from Creative Financial Group. And it's a very unique situation as well because he's had the same, he's been with the same firm for 30 years. So this fall, it's very exciting. We'll actually be celebrating his 30 years. Um, And I just Kudos to Jim, because you don't hear that much anymore. Uh, sure do I, I think the last person that did that was my grandfather, actually. So, go,
1: wonderful. Grandpa. Go, Grandpa. Go, Jim.
4: Yeah,
3: thank you. My background's marketing, communications, and graphic design. Um, I graduated in 1991, so started working right about then with different companies. And that's where I actually met Christine, my dear Frank Christine here. We actually worked together at Microsoft way back in the day. And, Christine, I'll never forget, that's when I learned the term butts in seats. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Yeah. So, Christine and I supported a sales team. We were on a marketing team, and we uh, our main goal was getting as many people into a room to listen to our good message. And uh, it was crazy, but it was so much fun. I learned a ton, and Christine is an inc- incredible leader, so it was a wonderful experience. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of good times. I know we did. Uh, fast forward uh, 2020 is kind of how we got to where we are, and of course, it's March of 2020. And like many many parents, I woke up one day and came downstairs and looked at my two f- fifth graders on the doing school at their dining room table. My dining room table, and I looked at Jim and I said, "What is going on? You know, <laughs> what? Wait, what, what's happening? How long are we?" Of course, Jim didn't know. Nobody knew. Nobody had any answers. Um, But it was a kind of a sign for me to sort of say, I don't know what the future brings. You know, I'm I'm in my almost 50. What you know, what am I doing with my next kind of chapter of life? And so we sat down that night, had a couple cocktails and I kept saying, you know, I would love to find somebody that has a business that I could help grow, use my marketing skills, business development and kind of take somebody to the next level. I just wish I knew somebody. (laughs) Jim sort of paused the conversation and turned to me and said, hello, how about me? You know, and it was a real aha moment for us because it was perfect. It was the perfect answer. He needed my skills. I needed somebody that I I knew was an expert and I could trust and really build something with together. So we decided to, you know, team up. And I said, I only have one condition. Of course, he said, of course, there's a lot
4: more conditions. It's not just one (laughs)
3: That was just the first one
4: that was the first of many conditions
3: i said i really want to make sure that a, a good chunk of our practice and our business focuses on women and personal finance financial education and financial wellness which is really really dear to me because you know in my younger years and i went through a couple life events where i did not have somebody like jim in my corner I was not financially educated. I didn't know where to go for the resources. And I got myself into some financial trouble, which was really scary. I went through an ugly divorce and being a single mom, not really having a plan is a really scary thing. So I I said, that's really important to me that we let people know, women in particular, that there are resources out there. There's trusted resources. You can partner with people to help you sort of plan for your future, for your kids. And, um, it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg and and you you can do it. So, Jim, of course, said, absolutely. I totally agree. And I don't think I have another choice anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, no choice. yeah, but on this point,
1: you know, Lisa and I had talked prior um to getting on today about the podcast and just her her story. And the change in the demographics of their customer base is quite amazing just in a short amount of time. And you're you're fulfilling that mission. So can you share a little bit about that? I think that's really interesting for our, our listeners to hear.
3: In particular of our, our client base? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we actually, when Jim and I came on together, you know, we had three single women in our, in our, in our client base. And and now in just a little over two and a half years, 25% of our client base is single women. And it really has been just about doing things like this. We do a lot of financial education. We do a lot of free seminars. It's just speaking to women and letting them understand that, you know, there's resources and trusted resources and the web is huge, but there are ways to figure out, you know, how to take the next step, uh, who to ask questions with. So it's been a like so a, just a, an educational sort of process. Would you agree?
4: There, there's also a great need in not just the um, single women market. Uh, I am finding that there are uh, a lot more uh, women business owners, mm-hmm. uh, very, very successful, affluent women business owners. Um, much more in the last 10 to 15 years than prior. Right. So understanding and having this wonderful resource to uh, talk to and get feedback from in terms of wants, needs, education, wellness, um, has gone a long way. It's really helped me get better in dealing with, you know, when I walk into an office and here's a multimillion dollar business and there is a very successful woman sitting behind the desk. Right. Um, and, and again, that's that's been a paradigm shift over the last 10 to 15 years.
1: I, l- I love to
2: hear and see that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that
2: That absolutely. is that is amazing. Um, I, We have the uh, opportunity to have the benefit of your expertise collectively from both of you. But Lisa, I just love your story. Uh, and uh, and the part that really got me is you said you sat down and you thought about what does the next chapter look like for me? And I think that's the question we ask of ourselves a lot of times uh, for a number of reasons and how you emerged out of that with a plan that makes you thrive and also contribute um, in many ways uh, to people who need help. So that's an awesome story. Oh,
3: thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's
2: great. So so why don't we get into the the next piece of it? Um
1: estate planning. Should we should we get to the sure. the myths sure. and and what our listeners should be thinking about there. Uh,
4: I, I think, you know, when, when any, anyone hears the words estate planning, I've always felt they're immediately intimidated, mm-hmm. right? There's just a, uh, a, either an overwhelming feeling or a feeling of um, I don't know what that means. And I don't really have an estate. Uh, the reality is everyone has an estate. Okay. If you have assets individually or jointly owned you have an estate and all an estate plan really does is leave very clear concise direction to the to the the survivors if you would pass on what your intentions are that could be managed and executed in a timely professional fashion Um, often when i meet with people and I'm talking about, again, not just young families or single professionals. I've had meetings with multimillion dollar entrepreneurs, business owners. And when I ask, do you have a will done? The amount of times the answer is no is staggering.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: when I ask, well, let me just say, why not? You know, what's gotten in the way? A lot of times there's excuses, but often there's some kind of obstacle they feel they can't get over. It might be people dealing with their own mortality. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have said to me if their family dynamics support it. They started that discussion, and when it got to guardian of their young children, all of a sudden a fistfight broke out between husband (laughs) and wife. And because of that, what happens? You know, we're not going to deal with this right now. Hey, let's talk about this later. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it goes on the back burner. And I could speak for the state of Pennsylvania. And I think this is very reciprocal. If you pass in the state of Pennsylvania without a will, it's called you die intestate. And basically what it means is you're not, you know, you have no executor named. The state is going to appoint an executor to settle your estate. This is someone you don't know that doesn't Mm -hmm. know you, your family, your heirs. That becomes time-consuming, costly, incredibly taxing on your survivors. Mm
3: -hmm. And it
4: can all be avoided with maybe an hour or two. And Lisa and I are very fortunate. We've built a network of resources and attorneys. We're we're not attorneys, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we
4: have a network of attorneys that actually write the documents, that we provide a very simple will checklist for people to fill out, four or five pages, we get them connected with our attorney group uh, based on their geographics, and then they start putting everything together. Wait. They deliver proofs that become actual documents that get signed and notarized and then when it's done, it's done. yeah, and we revisit it maybe quarterly or semi-annual or annually. But once we deliver the will checklist, what are we what do we do? I like to say we're a very polite pain in the caboose. So we're going <laughs> to follow up with that person. Not just so. Oh, I have it because it's amazing how everyone the behaviors and how people think. Oh, I have a checklist now, so I'm I'm getting this done. The checklist will sit on a desk for years. We'll follow up. We'll make sure it's completed. We'll get it to the attorney. We'll be that go between wills, powers of attorney, healthcare directives. Again, once they're done, our resources can deliver that uh, efficiently and most importantly, very cheaply. Right. right. Anybody that listens to this, I'm floored when I walk into someone's home or office and they show me a, a, a what looks like an encyclopedia of documents, and they say, "That's yeah, my estate plan." And we paid ten thousand dollars to get this done. All of this can be done for less than five hundred dollars, and oh, and wow. it should it should be right. right. You can, I know the people we work with; they can get everything done completely, efficiently, and again cheaply. So don't let that be an obstacle.
1: Yeah. That's great. That's great advice. Yeah. And, and what peace of mind just to have that done and not hanging over your head. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my husband and I, when we did this, it, it took about two hours of time, I think for us to just sit through and think about, well, what are the things? And we were on the same page, fortunately. So maybe it wasn't as complicated, but yeah. Yeah. We were, it, not, it on
4: is, the, we were not on the same page. So yeah, we had, I'll tell you real quickly, we had this conversation <laughs> and I said, Well, you know, look, if anything happens, the boys will go to my sister. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and said, Okay, we live here in Montgomery. Your sister lives in Ridley Park, Delaware County. Uh We're gone. (laughs) You're going to pull the boys out of school. You're going to take them away from everything they know, their friends. You're going to put them in another county and another school. So, how's that work? So, he is the expert, looked at her and said, Well, you're absolutely right. So we, <laughs> we, we then took a nice deep breath and we went back and we finally landed on very good neighbors and friends of ours that feel like family. Mm-hmm. And we, they agreed when we had the conversation over dinner to be guardians of our kids on one condition. We were guardians of their two younger kids. Oh, wow. And, okay. and that's how that worked out. But it just goes to show when you if you're committed to the, to the dialogue and, and you stay with it. You can figure it out. Don't let that be the obstacle.
2: Great story. It, is, it, is, it is really awesome because uh, you made a point, Jim. Sometimes the idea of your mortality gets in the way of having the conversation. I had that challenge um, yeah. and uh, um, just couldn't get my head around talking about that. It was just mm-hmm. really hard, especially when you're talking about your kids uh, being left behind. Um, but what got me moving is somebody said, look, if you don't have this in place, to your point, state, Texas state will make decisions for your kids, for your family. Do you really want that? I'm like, no, I don't. And the same day I got going. So <laughs> as as painful and difficult as it may be, the alternative of not having something in place um, could be devastating. Yes.
4: And Mukha, you make a fantastic point because a lot of people think if that... Oh, if anything happens, you know, my my spouse will just take care of it. If there that document is not there giving the roadmap, giving the instructions, that's when the state gets involved. You need to name that executor. Now she's never settled in a state. So if I passed as an example, the first thing she would do is hire an attorney that would help her do that. But I would have left very clear communication on what happens and why and how. And if not, the state gets involved, whether it's appointing guardians for your kids, you know, as an executive of your estate, as I mentioned, they don't know you, you don't know them. You don't want it to go there. And it can all be avoided with some time and attention and a little bit of money. It really can.
1: Awesome. All right. So we covered estate planning. How about re- retirement planning? That's, I think, the one thing that most people think about in terms of financial planning.
4: Yeah, let, let's get away from the doom and gloom and think happily ever after, yeah, right? right? So, <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, we spend right now the most amount of time in our practice in the retirement planning space. Um, it has exploded as many laws have impacted estate planning. Um, many have also impacted the retirement planning. And what I can tell you is that um, the the difference. Over the last 30 years, when I first got into this business and would have a retirement planning discussion, it was I want to get to this age and I want to retire and I'm done and I want, you know, I want to make sure I can maintain my lifestyle today. more and more, I would say 80, if not 90 percent of the time, my conversations are about getting to an age, but continuing to do something Mm
0: -hmm.
4: right I, I, and people will say to me, I need to stay sharp and energetic and moving and focused. So it's not working five days a week. It's working three days a week. Maybe it's doing the same thing or, you know, pivoting into a consulting position or doing something a little less ta- less taxing. But right now, people are more focused on I want to get to a place where I know I can maintain my lifestyle, I can have income coming in, but I'm not going to, I'm not just going to stop, right? I'm going to keep going. You two may do this podcast until you're a hundred, right? So you'll keep doing something. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you vibrant. It keeps you motivated and energized. But yet I'm sure you want to also get to a point where there's income coming in that supports a lifestyle you both want. And the only other comment I'll make is most of the people that I meet with have retirement assets. It's not like I show up and they say, oh, thank God, where have you been? We've done nothing, right? They've done something. But very little people actually have a retirement strategy.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
4: like when I have a conversation, somebody say, oh, I have a 401k. And I'll say, that's wonderful. You know, tell me about it. No, I'm putting money in. I'm getting matching it. Okay. Now tell me strategically how you're going to retire. And I just kind of get a blank stare. So it's not just having assets. It's then being able to connect with, we do retirement studies that'll show all the different buckets, qualified plans, individual assets, social security. How are they all going to work in concert with each other? Which bucket am I going to tap into first second, third to create retirement income. And oh, by the way, everybody forgets about their their partner in this thing, Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. He wants his taxes, right? He's not going anywhere. So how do I manage all the taxes and how can I be tax efficient? When you start to get into that space and then layer on top of it, what's your goal? I will press someone as hard as I can to come to a, a specific age that they want to retire. Because, you know, it's 62, 65, 67, whatever that is. You have to have some kind of goal, even if it's cutting back or it's almost like you're it's like you're playing golf with no greens. You're just going to keep hitting down the fairway. There's there's no ending. Um, You need to help them establish goals, evaluate and help them manage assets and then have a specific strategy on how all of that's going to work. For an individual for a family in creating a retirement lifestyle and there's a lot that goes into that
2: it is it is amazing because um uh, jim um, my husband retired two months ago um, so we went. Ooh. Thank you. So we went through a lot of that, but you know, the thing that really um, stuck with me is we generally have been um, pounded by how to accumulate, save and invest, right? We go through accumulation phase, but then in retirement we are going the opposite way. Um, you know, how do we create a cash flow stream uh, to unwind all that in a thoughtful way that optimizes taxes and a lot of different things, and that's a whole different ball game that many of us don't have expertise in. Um, yeah. So I think your um, approach um, uh, talking about also the values um, that need to guide those decisions is um, absolutely crucial. Um, so, um uh We are about 25 to 30 minutes into our podcast, so let's talk about also, uh, maybe Lisa, with you, um, you know, how to prepare for life events, right? Some are planned, some are unplanned. Um, How should we think about it? I touched on that a little bit in my own backstory. Like I said, I'd been through a
3: divorce and was not prepared for the financial side of going through that. And I think We're lucky now in this day and age where we have resources like the Internet. We have podcasts like yourself that can be very specific to your need to educate yourselves. And I think being proactive in your own financial education is really, really important. You know, we're proactive in our gym memberships and we're proactive in our dieting, nutrition programs and all the other things. I think financial education needs to be right up there. So we're not hit out of out of the blue with something that can be very you know catastrophic for yourself for your kids your family um and i think just vetting out and 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 figuring out who who
2: is a trusted resource is really really important right that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, uh, Jim, you mentioned, uh, you know, there are different buckets, right, that you could have different strategies. And somebody described it to me as ice cream cone strategy. And I'm like, ice cream. I love ice cream. I, I should get on with that strategy. So, you know, um, kind of try to make it fun and interesting. Um, yep. So, um, Christine, um, should we move with our uh Magic yeah I,
1: th- I think that you all have given us a ton to think about and Probably. and
2: y- there's never uh, I guess
1: a n- never enough time or I-, I would say that it's never too late to get more educated I mean I picked up a fun fact last last week from a, a friend of mine who is a in the same business as, as you all and he told me about um, donor advisory funds. Mm-hmm. And and how you can set that up and um, maximize, you know, tax advantages. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, continue to have your stocks, you know, um, accumulate and then do your charitable charitable giving, giving in a more streamlined way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 55 years old. I didn't know about that till last right. week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a ton to learn. And so kudos you to so you. Far.
4: You're willing to listen and you're willing to learn. That's yes. a big part of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, we do something that I think is a little fun with our, our with our guest, and we do this, um, the grade eight, and we try and get uh, some, you know, organic conversation, allow our listeners to get to know you a little bit better, and at the end, you will have um, an option for a prize. Oh, we love prizes. We love
4: prizes. Pri- we love prizes. <laughs> he loves prizes, yeah.
1: And I'm going to alternate the questions just in in the interest of time, because- okay. um, we'll get through them fast too. That's one of the, one of the ideas. You ready? All right. So, so Jim, (laughs) if you could have dinner with one historical figure, who would it be and why?
4: Ben Franklin. Um, because I just love how he, I feel like he invented everything that we use today and I would love to pick his brain and understand how he think, how he thought and how he came up with everything. It's amazing to me.
1: Yeah, and he had a great sense of humor, too. I a mean, when you read about sense
4: of humor. him. He was a big drinker. I mean, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I've read books on him. I just, uh, I love him. I, I would definitely be Ben Franklin.
1: Very fun. Very fun. All right, Lisa, we're going to go to you. Um, Favorite karaoke song and why? Oh, my God.
3: it's <laughs> Shaka Khan, I feel for you. <laughs> I think I love you. I mean, go 80s. What? I, that is a
1: great song. Enough said. You, and you just only have to hear the, the first two, I, three I beats of that song. Everybody it? knows it. How about it? I love it. All right, Jim. I may
3: have done that once or twice, by the way. <laughs>
1: Roll the tape, Jim. Roll the yeah, tape. No, I
4: have it. I'm saving that for when I really need it.
1: All right. This one's for you, Jim. Um, there are many songs associated with the great city of Philadelphia. What do you think should be the most appropriate theme song?
4: Oh, the Rocky theme song, the the one from the movie, you know, da, 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 I listen to it every day, every day to me, it's Philadelphia in two or three minutes, and it'll <laughs> pump you up and make you feel good and drive you through things that are difficult. And it's just to me, it's the best. It's it, somebody says Philadelphia. It's exactly what I think of.
1: Exactly. And I'm from Philly. And I just got chills when you said Rocky.
4: Because yeah. everybody
1: wins when that music is on. Everyone I, wins. I
4: made I made my twin sons when they were young sit down and watch that. Um, every one of them. So they they're they're disciples of it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and Mugay, I'm gonna apologize to you because this is one more Philly. <laughs>
2: question. No, don't 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 apologize because I mentioned to Jim and Lisa that uh, my husband and I are Lehigh University graduates yep. out yep. of Bethlehem, right. Pennsylvania. So we have affinity to uh Philadelphia for sure. Great, great school. That's right. Yeah. All right. So this one's
1: for Lisa. What is your favorite Philadelphia mascot, either the fanatic or gritty
3: and why? Oh my God. If I see one more gritty go through my kitchen, oh my God. I mean, don't forget I got 14-year-old boys. So it's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> um it, so what my choice is I'm sorry gritty or oh, or the fanatic the, the fanatic because I mean I mean just look at him. and my grandmother um who I love to death my mother's mother was a huge Philadelphia fan so I do think of Philly the fanatic and I do think of her she's very near and dear to my heart and she always had the Phillies on regardless if she was cooking or cleaning or whatever it's always on the background and there he always was like you know on his little <laughs>
1: atv so fanatic awesome awesome good to know all right jim this one's um this is this is really probably the most hard-hitting question who stacks the dishwasher better in your (laughs) household you or lisa
4: Oh, it's, it is it is her. Uh, when you, when, no, when you look at the way myself and I'll even throw my sons in there, stack the dishwasher, it is a disaster. And it's I I do it knowing that she is going to re-reach. redo it. I do make the attempt. I will say that. But I mean, sometimes I look down and it, it, this, it looks like a pyramid of stuff. And I'm like, you know, let me at least get it in there so she could come and clean it up. So it, it's an architectural
2: marvel. It's an architectural it, it's, marvel. I, I don't know how <laughs> I
4: haven't broken it. It is a marvel. And yeah, I, I do it knowing that she will come and clean everything up. I, she is much better.
1: Yeah, I am the gym in our relationship, by the way.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Christine knows. She's with me. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, all right. Um, Lisa, what's the one thing you want to accomplish personally or professionally in the next five years?
3: Oh, wow. What a great, great question. Um, uh, professionally I'm working on, um, um what, uh, my license, my original, my, um, accident life health license, you know, I came on not as not with a financial background. Um, mm-hmm. so it's one thing that I've really felt, um, will help me We'll help our clients help help the future of our business and it's it's, it's a lot of work it's a lot of studying it's tough and and i haven't studied for anything in a long time so that's my one big goal hopefully by the end of may i'll have that done and uh have passed that so that's so that's professionally and then personally it's um just taking more risks in life you know i'll be 55 this year as well christine and um <laughs> And I just feel like, why not? You know, what do I have to lose? There's so much that I still want to experience in life. And and I've been stuck many times because I'm afraid to take that risk. And, and I'm really trying to to not do that. Just go go for it.
1: It's great advice. It's yeah. great advice. And I, I think everyone at some point in their lives has been in that same situation. Do I take that risk or do, do I not? And like you said, what what do you have to lose? Yep. You're going to learn something, right? Yep. 100%. OK, so and the last question, Jim, anything you want to leave our listeners with things that they could do to get educated, engage with your firm?
4: Yeah, I would say, you know, number one, creative financial dot com is uh, our website. Um, I, I would say, please take action. Right. We're mm-hmm. talking. I'm listening to Mugay. I'm listening to you, Christine. You know, you, you, the two of you are doers. Right. Don't shy away from the planning whether it's again, you know, you're intimidated, you're overwhelmed, you're questioning your mortality, you feel like you don't understand, get to somebody like uh, like myself, like Lisa, somebody that's, uh, you know, more geographically closer to you and talk to your, your spouse, your partner, talk about what's important, your goals, things that you want to accomplish, could be estate planning, it could be planning for retirement, And then get to a professional that can help you. The only other thing I'll mention is um, we are and operate as fiduciaries. We're under a fiduciary umbrella with our firm, meaning that we are legally obligated to work in the best interest of our clients. And we charge fees to be hired. So I would always recommend pay a fee to someone and hire them to do your planning. You will get sound, objective advice not Mm -hmm. skewed toward a company or a particular product. Same way you pay your accountant to do your taxes, pay someone that does what we do to champion your planning and then work with them, you know, day in and day out to get done what you know you need to get done. Whenever I meet with someone and we talk about this stuff, they'll say, I know I need to do this. Well, you know what? We're here to help you not talk about it, but to get it done. And certainly um, if we could be of help, if we could be of a resource, creativefinancialgroup.com. Nope. um What's that? It's
3: one creative.com. Uh,
4: Onecreative.com. The number yep. one
3: creative.com. Yeah,
4: there you go. And we're both and we'll put,
1: social- uh, Yeah, we'll put that in our show notes too. So okay. people yeah. have it.
3: Mm-hmm. We're both on so this, all, a bunch of the socials. So you can find us out there.
4: You can tell who the Fantastic. tech tech expert is here, right? <laughs> they're they're all that's all the stuff that I delegate. But you know, right. make sure that if it was us or someone else, yeah. pay someone to do your planning and then get your planning done. Very important.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean I I learned a lot. It's so fun to have you both on the the show and Muge. It's always so great to see you. We've uh, added some listeners in new countries, so we want to say hello Ooh. to listeners in Ireland, Spain, wow. Latvia. Uh, Sweden, France. So uh, we just appreciate everyone who's tuning in and just would remind you to subscribe so you hear all the latest and get the most current information. Muge, anything to say before we sign off?
2: I am super grateful and inspired for today's um, podcast and to have the benefit to chat with Jim and Lisa, who I think you guys are an inspiration on many fronts uh, in terms of uh, your investments into self and others, as well as how you are running this business as a husband and wife team. Uh, I think we may want to do a separate episode on that.
1: Um, (laughs) So, uh, Yeah, we'll bring uh, you
2: back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to, to see to see how, you know, the dynamics of that, that's not easy, but thank you. I, I am grateful for um your expertise and inspiration to compel us to act, uh, take the first step forward for our financial wellness.
3: Well, and thank you so much for having us both. You've been a delight. This has been fun and a really important topic. So we appreciate it. Thank
4: you very awesome. much. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember... You are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.